Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Hello, hello. It's a Friday of a long weekend, and we're definitely feeling that here. We are representing here in the office. Everyone else has left. That's okay. It's Shira Shar is joining me today. Yes, I'm so excited. It's the first Friday of the month. Hashtag the rent is due, Thanks unfortunately. Yes. Uh, my half birthday is tomorrow, Shira. Congrats. I know. I'll be 35 in six months. Can you believe it? Uh, no, I cannot. That's a big That's a, a big number you know like that's a milestone number yeah i mean like, I think you're the, halfway to 40 the um zero numbers and the five numbers yes and i have a big birthday gift not necessarily a party but a big birthday gift for myself planned that's already in the works so wait when are you when six months from now january 2nd wow so basically we're halfway through the year yes officially as of today you it'll know be what new Year's. i can't believe we've it's like gone so fast at the same time i feel like a lot has happened well, yeah, I've, I've been tweeting and saying, like, this year feels like it's been on fast forward for me. Like, I wake up, I watch The View, and then I blink my eyes, and it's 6.30 p.m. Yeah. Like, the days are melting together, but it is a really good day. Um, I brought all 10 of season 18's hot sauces from Hot Ones in it's, studio it's a today. commitment. Um, was that heavy to carry? <laughs> no, I, I put them in a Sprouts bag, but... <laughs> Uh, if you all want to see me do the challenge, head on over to Char Says So, my my Instagram, and check out my latest video. So there's six of them, and how far can you get? Well, there's ten of them. I mean, them. ten of I mean, sorry. Um, I, I did pretty well up until I got to, like, number eight. And you know I'm a spice queen, so I'm going to be honest. And the Scoville units, is that how you pronounce it? The, the, I believe. The first one is 1,700, but the hottest one is 2 million. Oh, God. And yeah, there's tons of different peppers and stuff. But if you want to see me do the, the challenge, head on over to my Instagram and scrub to the 30-minute mark. That's when I start. I once did that challenge, like the YouTube challenge, the pepper challenge, um, and did that hot pepper. And literally... What was her name? Garcelle? What was the black woman who, who did that? What was her name? Shelby knows. Glozell? Glozell, yes. Glozell did the cinnamon challenge, but she's probably done this but one, she also, too. Yeah, she did the pepper so, one. So... Without even trying, I just started crying, like literally just tears running down my face. And then, yeah, I was I was almost like I couldn't breathe. 
So you have to. I had to put milk, you know, because yeah. milk helps. It helps throwing milk the on myself. Stuff. That is crazy. It was I did. Weird I did pretty first. well though. But you know what? Happy July. We are finally in July. Pride Month ended yesterday. But it never ends here at Channel Q, it does it? 24-7. Okay. Do you have any uh, July 4th plans? Um, I'm probably going to be at a friend's house in Malibu hanging out. Okay. You know, not, I mean, they live right off PCH. That is nice. It's one of those friends. You know, a nice house. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't want to be on anyone's rooftop or have a wristband and open bar. Like, I'm going to no, be just, do just, your just own relaxing. Thing. I agree. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a busy time. Let's get into some uh, of the show today. We are giving you updates on Brittany Griner in 15 minutes. We're also going to be uh, talking about how there are these uh, 10 laws impacting LGBTQ rights that are set to take effect today, 3.35 p.m. Pacific, 6.35 p.m. Eastern. Right now, let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. California became the first state to guarantee free health care for all low-income immigrants living in the country illegally, a move that will provide coverage for an additional 764,000 people, and that would be an eventual cost of about $2.7 billion a year. Governor Gavin Newsom signed a $307 $0.9 billion operating budget, uh, budget that pledges to make all low-income adults eligible for the state's Medicaid program by 2024, regardless of their immigration status. So this is a pretty big victory for healthcare and immigration activists who've been asking for this change for more than a decade. Yeah. Moving on to President Biden, who has apparently cut a deal with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to nominate an anti-abortion lawyer to a federal judgeship in eastern Kentucky, a state where Republican state legislators are currently fighting in federal court to implement a trigger ban. Um, This is actually really interesting stuff. And like, I wonder how this will end up impacting that ban moving forward. Yeah, it seems it seems like theater. Or is it just yeah, visibility, right? Yeah, I don't. Mm, yeah. I got some strong opinions about politics right now, but oh, I'll I'm keep sure. them to myself. And finally, for now, <laughs> wait until the rest of the show for that. Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger has been in the headlines for quite a few reasons recently, but not necessarily what you think. Uh, first, he said that he is frustrated by the pace of indictments coming from the Justice Department relating to the January 6th riot at the Capitol. He then went on to criticize that Representative Lauren uh, Boebert had made some comments on Sunday in which she called for the ending of separation of church and state in the U.S., comparing them to the views of the Taliban. And you know she got reelected. Yes. And he's yeah. also been vocal about being anti-Trump through his presidency and through the January 6th trials. Here he is on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Even though we are not the committee that goes out and indicts people criminally, we can bring forward important information. And I think the case that we're making right now is that the president knew that he had lost the election and he attempted to overcome the will of the American people. And by the way, we never want to get in a position where we're just prosecuting last administrations. That's another thing you see in failed democracies. But when you try to overthrow the will of the people and you try a coup in the United States government, you have to pay for that, period. That's what we require. Well, one Republican speaking the truth against uh, what he's calling the Christian Taliban. I mean, you <sighs> that, won't hear any argument coming from yeah. Shar. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, Shira, the girls are fighting. Oh, yes. Oh. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills versus the Real Housewives of Dubai. Now, this all stems from the latest episode. You know, they both come on Wednesday nights on Bravo. So, Ian, who is from the Real Housewives of Beverly, I mean, excuse me, of Dubai, 
suggested that fans, after Rena suggested that fans watch Dubai instead of uh, Beverly Hills, if they are triggered, she dragged her. This is Ian, so I should mention this all started because she said, Rena, Africa called. And they want their lips back. Keep Ooh. Dubai out of your mess <laughs> and your mouth. Tune in next week at 9 p.m. Now, this all happened because, like I said, I mentioned, Rena told fans if they're triggered, then go watch, you know, the Dubai. She said, we fight on our show. And it seems like if they can't, uh, if anytime they argue with Garcelle Bouvet, who is the only black housewife on the franchise, suddenly they're called racist. And she said, that's BS. She won't accept it. And she will express herself how she wants to and when she wants to. And she's not afraid of any of you. I can't say the word. Uh, but it was a very impassioned rant, but it also seemed dismissive. If you watch the latest episode, you see that Garcelle is encountering a lot of microaggressions. Mm, yeah. And so fans are calling them out. And Rena kind of stepped in it by suggesting, like, if you're so triggered by Beverly Hills, go watch Dubai. Because the girls <laughs> in Dubai are not playing. She said, Ian also went on to say, we will drag you right up off that doctor's table right into the desert. Like, they're, they're wow. ready. The, the claws are out. So As long as it gets ratings, I guess. For her. I, I mean, listen. All right. That's the T-Report for this hour. Stick around because we have a Wendy update coming up next hour. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, next up, the Brittany Griner trial started today. We're talking more about it next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So we're talking about the latest around the Brittany Griner trial that happened at a court near Moscow today. Um, and she's being charged with drug smuggling, which can be punishable by up to 10 years yeah. in prison. Yeah. So just as an update, um, if you might not know the story, so she's a Phoenix Mercury player. She actually plays in Russia during the WNBA's offseason. To, to subsidize her income because, I mean, WNBA stars, and she is a star of the WNBA. She's not just a player. Like, yeah. Brittany Griner is like Big a name. flagship. Yeah, but, you know, WNBA players do not get the same type of endorsements or salaries as, as like, a Seth Curry or a LeBron James yeah. would because then they wouldn't be over there. Well, it reminds me of, like, the women's soccer team, how much they had to fight. Yeah. And, like, I think that the WNBA needs to do the same. Or even remember the video that went viral. I, I wish I could remember the player in the sport, but it was during the Olympics and someone created a TikTok. She said, look at our weight room and then look at the, uh, the men's yeah. and, and the women's weight room had like a, a rack of rate, uh, a, a rack of weights yeah. and like a yoga mat. And, then they and the men had right like state of the art. Totally. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there is definitely a, a sexism there. And oh, an yeah. Issue. So Griner was arrested February 17th at a Moscow airport a week before Russia invaded Ukraine. So, yeah. you know something's going on there. It timing. was bad timing. Worst. So, a lot of people are coming around her to obviously support her. U.S. officials, even her own family, friends, fans, saying she's wrongfully detained, right? And they've called for her release. There's obviously more and more fear as this continues yeah. the conflict with Russia that she is going to be used as a political pawn, which it seems very obviously to be happening. Yeah, it seems like it's already here. And there is also a looming fear when you look at identity politics. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, historically, black women have been underserved. And this is a black queer woman who's masculine presenting. Well, I should just say who's masculine. And so there's even less of an incentive to... Get her home because, you know, you know, the recipe that they say women need to want to be you and men need to want to be with you in order for you to matter to get help. in the world. No, really, in order yeah. for you to matter, that th those are components. And with Britney being, you know, a masculine queer woman who is black, we can't ignore that in this conversation. Oh, totally. Including with um, with Putin being very 
overt about his um, his thoughts around the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. He has fought to uh, ban a lot of organizations in Russia yeah. right now. So, like, that does not help, too. Um, so, Sherelle Griner, her wife, did recently talk to CNN. We're just going to play this because, uh, you know, Brittany did not talk at the trial. Yeah. It seems like authorities are the embassy... Is well, trying to help her. Well, allegedly. So really quickly, because we got to throw to this clip, but they had a scheduled call. Sherelle and Brittany had a scheduled call and the U.S. Embassy dropped the ball. Now, what I'm hearing is that it's allegedly because the embassy is understaffed. But Sherelle Griner has lost all faith and all hope in the United States government. Take he- a listen. Yeah, here she's talking to CNN. Do you f- trust that the maximum amount of effort is being put forward to, to bring BG home? No, I don't. And and I hate to say that because I do trust that they're the the persons working on this are very genuine people that I do believe. Um, but I don't think the maximum amount of effort is being done because, again, the rhetoric and the actions don't match. You know, when you have a situation where BG can call our government, the embassy 11 times and that phone call don't get answered. You don't have my trust at that point until I see actions. And, and just as an update, Senator or Secretary, sorry, Antony Blinken did tweet a few hours ago uh, that there is no higher priority than bringing her and other wrongfully detained Americans, including Paul Whelan, home. We won't stop working until they are reunited with their loved ones. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, next up on the show, how could LGBTQ people be more prone to cardiovascular disease? Yikes. Yeah, more next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. You know, for the last two months, there's been a rise in monkeypox cases highlighted by the, disparity, the disparities in the health outcomes of LGBTQ plus adults, mm. but especially the men. And to, here to help us break down how cardiovascular, I guess, threats are against our community are one of our favorite people, Dr. James. Hi, Dr. James. Hello, Shar. How are you? I am doing fantastic. First Friday of the month. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm also doing well, right? It's a very exciting. Long weekend. Yes, long weekend ahead. Let's just jump right into this. Now, according to the American Heart Association, research concluded in 2018, you know, lesbian, gay, bisexual people are 36% less likely to have normal cardiovascular health than their heterosexual counterparts. What What is going on with this study and why is that? Is stress a component or is health a component? Uh, yes, is the answer to both of your questions. You know, I, this is one of those conversations that I don't have a 15-second TikTok answer for you, nor does this justify <laughs> that you. sort of answer. So I sort of ask everyone listening to sort of, you know, think about the nuances and complexities of this. So stress absolutely plays a role in this. We are, it is very uh, clear in the research that stress can lead to cardiovascular disease, full stop. So stress puts you in different types of hormonal imbalances that also causes this steady state of inflammation in the body, which we know leads to, um, can lead to cardiovascular disease. And so just the stress of being lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, two-spirited, intersex, asexual, et cetera, being a part of our community, we just live at a steady state of higher amount of stress. And so that is one of the biggest factors that leads to that, as well as other things that we are Super, super clear how it continue to happen in the community as well in terms of obstacles to seeking care. You know that there are uh, most queer folks 
identify that at some point in time they have had a really negative experience with healthcare providers. Yeah. And then that changes and informs their relationship to the institution of healthcare and to healthcare providers in the future. Short talk, easy talk for that means we're less likely to go seek care because we're scared we're going to get judged. So not only are we stressed uh, for longer and most of our lives, we don't seek care as often. And for a multitude of reasons, things like drugs, alcohol and cigarette smoking um, have a much higher incidence in the queer oh. community than with our straight brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. And then with the monkeypox, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, how will this change how the medical community approaches this with the LGBTQ community? I think it's it's the education that can come out of this and the fact that we're having these types of conversations is going to start pushing providers to stop thinking about the LGBTQ community only in the sexual health that yeah. we need, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone thinks about, oh, the unique health needs of the queer community, and then instantly everyone thinks about sex, right? And sure, we have unique sexual health needs. Uh, lots of different types of folks have unique sexual health needs, but cardiovascular disease, let me make it explicitly clear to everyone. I don't care who you are, how you identify, or who you are sleeping with. The number one cause of death in the United States and globally is cardiovascular disease, followed very closely by cancer. Both of those conditions we know are exacerbated by having chronic inflammatory states, not having good preventative care, and being more prone and susceptible to things like using illicit drugs chronic alcoholism or cigarette smoking. So when we really come back to how can any healthcare provider take better care of their LGBTQ plus patients, it's to recognize that the number one killer in the world is also the number one killer of queer folks and disproportionately so because of these factors. Yeah, I'm wondering what we can do to, you know, I guess help combat that the stereotype that reduces all queer and trans people just down to sex. Like it strips, it effectively strips us of our fundamental humanity when people just view us in that lens. But what can be done to combat this? Because I mentioned the stress earlier because, you know, personally, you know, dealing with nervous systems and especially this current climate that we're in, you know, um, coming off the heels of like a lockdown and then we're up against Trump and the Marjorie Taylor Greene. It just seems like every day there's something. The Supreme Court. Yes. So in what ways can we combat this since this the topic that we're talking about is, you know, very nuanced when it comes to the queer and trans community? I think uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's difficult. Not only is it difficult for LGBTQ folks to even just want to go seek care, but then when they do, it's often with people who don't have our shared experience. And so it's very also very clear in the research that uh, particularly based on race and then gender and then sexuality, we get better health care from people who we know have our shared experiences. So the real talk of that is that black folks get better care from black folks. Queer folks get better care from queer folks, right? Mm -hmm. Because we understand that shared experience. So I think what we can do in advocating for ourselves is find a healthcare provider or a healthcare institution that understands who you are and doesn't just understand your sex or think that they understand the type of sex you're having on Saturday night, right? Because like you said, Char, that's immediately where people go to. So if you are lucky enough to live in a, in a community that has an LGBTQ health center, start there because you're immediately going to walk into an environment that's supportive, 
with healthcare providers and staff who have your shared experience. And they're also going to know this person coming to me is more than the type of sex they have or more than the gender that with which they identify. But they're they are a whole human who has mental health, emotional health, cardiovascular health, Mm -hmm. all these different challenges that we have as a community. Yeah. And if you can't find in person, telehealth is always a great option. Just take care of yourselves. Ask those questions. so You can be taking the right steps to stay healthy. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Dr. You got it. Of course. Have a great holiday weekend. You too. Thank you. Well, coming up. Delta is offering passengers quite the treat. It's got a dollar sign in front of it, but you want to stick around to find out exactly what's going on. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. You know, a lot of airlines are experiencing staff shortages and it's causing flights to be delayed and canceled across the country. I mean, I feel like I've been very fortunate. I I don't travel too much, but I've been traveling a bit. Yeah. No delays or cancellations. There was one I had from San Francisco. It was an hour. Well, like, I got know, very lucky. I traveled in November to New York and I had delays there and back, yeah. which then affected my connecting flights there yep. and back. And it's something that's so insulting because, you know, we spend our hard earned money yep. and it feels like you're flying on standby. Like I booked this trip. I'm very nervous. I'm going to Mexico next month. I need everything to be copacetic and streamlined. And this isn't this is happening to airlines across all of them. Southwest American Delta. Yeah. Well, Delta is trying to step it up for their customers. A passenger with a ticket on an oversold Delta flight said he and other passengers were offered some money, but not little money, $10,000 to give up their seats and travel at a later date. This is according to Inc. Magazine. Um, he, this, at a later date? Why not a later time? Um, yeah, I mean, time, date, who knows? Like, if you Because just, it's like it's, it's like if you offer me the 10K and say, do you mind waiting until the next flight? Sure. But if you offer me the 10K and ask me, do I mind waiting till next month? That's going to be a problem. So according to this, if you, they said, if you have Apple Pay, you'll even have the money right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, you desperate. know what? I would. T- I think I would take that money. Yeah, I'd be like ten thousand dollars. What am I going back to LA for? Am Are you going to apologize? You're going to apologize to your friend for missing their wedding and just taking the ten k. I mean, uh, like I would see maybe I don't know in that moment you could like see something that fast. It depends like, on where you're going. Yeah, let's if I was start at a there. wedding. Yeah, you're like no. But typically, you have things booked. When I went to New York, I went to the View. I went to Wendy. I went to Tamron. I had things booked, and so I think that this is kind of icky. Only because it's a great incentive, but like, why are these airlines, the real question is, why are these airlines overbooking their flights at this capacity? Because I think they were, there's two sides of it. Like, they were so scared that maybe people wouldn't book or something, and then they were overbooking because people cancel, and they want to make sure they have enough money to pay for the flight and the staffing. I mean, also the fuel. gas. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Inflation like, all and the of fuel. it. So they're like, okay, it's like a party. When you have an event, you invite 20 to 50% more, thinking, okay, there's going to be a 20% drop off. But maybe they're not seeing as and much of a drop off anymore. Attendance. Yeah, and then you're like, was not planning. We for don't this. have enough hors d'oeuvres for this. Exactly. <laughs> but then this is like at the next level. You're you're going somewhere. You don't have a choice. You're kind of stuck. Sometimes you could be stuck in an area like you have nowhere to go. It's, I, it puts you in a really bad position. I have to say that this is an entire TikTok like genre. Is people like I just saw one yesterday <gasps> oh, with yeah. a girl with American Airlines on an international flight, mm-hmm. and the the line went 
well through all of the terminals. Yeah. Like everyone's in line waiting to rebook. And there's pilots going on strike. People are being underpaid, underserved. And what I don't like, and this is kind of related to the conversation, but also unrelated. I don't like that people who exhibited bad behavior during 2020 are now kind of like off the no-fly list and can fly. I think that they should have been on the no-fly list for at least five years because they were assaulting flight attendants oh, yeah. and acting entitled. Yeah, totally. There was violence are going on. Are they done? On. It's like they could just for go a back? lot of them, yeah, it's being wow. waived. But Bernie Sanders did propose that airlines need to pay fees for uh, canceling flights. And I'm like, okay, Bernie. I agree, because this is what bothers me so much. You know how many flights, like, I have, I'm like, by the minute, I... All right, we need to wrap. But in San Francisco, I got there. They were like, yeah, you're you're here, ma'am. You're here. Yeah. I was like, I left my wallet at the security. And the security wasn't like far. Yeah. Like, sorry. We either you're here now or you get your wallet. And I was like, are you kidding? Moments like that, I'm like, you know how much like we, yeah, we pay for those flights and we pay for those moments that we get effed over. Were you late to the flight? I was like, right. I mean, yeah, they were about to close the board. See, this is why you show up two hours in advance. I know. I, w- I mean, I was very close at San Francisco. <laughs> you need to Come be on, like me Char. At any rate, um, I think that, yeah, like, where's the responsibility when you mess up? Yeah. We have to take it on. Yeah. And, like, we're not the co- corporation. Well, they so know they, yield, they wield the power, yeah. so. Anyway, well, next up on the show, we're top of the hour news and what Wendy Williams had to say to TMZ in the T-Report. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just $3.99 Ashley sleep mattresses starting at $2.50 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster Tempur-Pedic purple and Beautyrest black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us this Friday and more music coming up right here on Channel Q. It is Shira and Shar taking over in the studio today. Girl power. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Really, and with producer Shelby too. Yes. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> there you go. The excitement is clear here in the studio. Uh, well, we appreciate, you know, everyone because it's a long weekend. I don't know where you are. Maybe you're hanging out by the pool listening. Yeah, I saw a funny tweet that said, you know what? America does not deserve a birthday party this year. I mean. Do with that de- what you will. It, it deserves a punishment in the corner. <laughs> it's called like, a, what's the word when you put kids like timeout. timeout. We need a timeout. Oh, you don't know what a timeout is because you were never put in one? No, I knew what it was. They just, I just let blanked. you run wild, didn't they, Shira? <laughs> yes, I'm a wild child. <laughs> you know, I I want to give a shout out to um, to someone, um, Matthew, who uh, was you know the voice on Love Island, mm-hmm. um, who I bumped into yesterday at a party at the LA Confidential party. Uh, that was like the faces of Pride, portraits of Pride, to wrap okay. up Pride. And he would listen during the pandemic to Channel Q um, every day from his, I'm not going to say where exactly, somewhere in Palm Springs that he he lives. Okay. And the I, compound. I thought that was really nice because he was like, I was stuck in this place. I was away from LA and you were like my connection to Aww, home. That's, that's nice. Sweet. You know what I love about Channel Q is you never know who's listening. It's true. <laughs> You'd That's never why we got to stay on our game. Ma- <laughs> Matthew Hoffman. All right. Shout out. I don't know if he's listening, but he was He was very nice. He was very complimentary. And he is a rock star. He was a host and producer on Love Island. Okay, rock star. Yeah. Rock stars listen to rock stars. Do you say badass, too? Did he say? Or... <laughs> no, do you? I feel like people who I say rock like star do. be like... You're or, badass. Do you say girl boss? Are you one of those girls? I say um, uh, boss B word. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, coming up this hour, states are (laughs) enacting 10 anti-LGBTQ laws today, what uh, they are and how they impact the community. And coming up also on Char Says So, we're talking about family things. Yeah. Family dynamics. There's a viral video. If you missed it, I'm going to fill you in. It it has to do with McDonald's and whose responsibility goes where. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is in 15 minutes. Let's get into some what's trending this hour right now. State employees in California will soon be banned from using taxpayer funds to travel to nearly half of the country because of the enactment of of anti-LGBTQ legislation in other states. So with the additions of Arizona, Indiana, Louisiana and Utah in the coming months, the Golden State's travel ban restriction will cover 22 states. What, like, I mean, it's important um, statement they're making. I don't know how much it will make a difference. Yeah. Like, oh, you lost that. We're not, too, we're not going to travel there because you suck. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that works. Um, and under this law, state funds can't be used to travel to those states. And um, here is Bob, oh, sorry, Rob Bonta, California Attorney General, talking more about it. My office is adding five new states to California's state-funded 
travel restriction list, bringing the total, very sadly, actually this is the large number, to 17. So we're adding five new states today. The states are a part of a recent dangerous wave of discriminatory new bills signed into law in states all across the country. California is adding the following five states to our restrictions list. Arkansas, Moving Florida, on uh, to Montana. Alabama. Speaking of states doing the wrong thing, they are arguing that the state should also be able to ban gender-affirming medical treatments for trans youth. The case marks one of the first known instances in which a conservative state has tried to apply the abortion rule to other realms. And that's just as LGBTQ advocates and others have been afraid would happen. The Alabama Attorney General's office argued that gender transition treatments are not, quote, deeply rooted in our history or traditions. And thus the state has the authority to ban them. I, I don't I mean, know. I wish I could predict the way in which this country is heading. And I, and I can't. So I try not to think about yeah. it. I just it, it, everything is so stressful. Everything is so stressful. You, We're living on the edge. Yes. And and. What I have a hard time with is these people are just so out there and irrational. Like you can't have a common sense conversation. No. And no one's uh, talking about implementing policies that are beneficial. It's all about stripping people of their rights and all about, you know, keeping your foot on the necks of marginalized communities and anyone who does not reflect or or look like you. That is so wild to me that this is where we're at in the culture in 2022. Yeah, we're regressing. Yeah. Completely. Now, we talked a bit about this, how all these airlines are understaffed. Well, now more than 1,200 Delta pilots and staff engaged in a seven-airport-wide demonstration yesterday calling for higher pay, among other things. And this is, of course, happening while flight cancellations continue around the U.S. um, and during this long holiday weekend. The demonstrations at major airports in New York City, Atlanta, Detroit, Minneapolis, Salt Lake City, Seattle and L.A. featured Delta employees holding signs with the messages, including industry leading contract now. They said our message today was for the management of Delta. It was time to come to the table for an industry-leading contract. We'll see what happens, but the, but this could really impact travel this summer and moving yeah, forward. Yeah, That was what's trending this hour. Nervous. Yeah. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, how you doing? I'm a little <laughs> hoarse, so I can't really get into it. Wendy Williams recently sat down with TMZ, and she revealed that her plans coming up are a podcast, which I think is so interesting. Mm. She also went on to say that she's 100% retired from the Wendy Williams show. Let's take a listen to a clip from that exclusive with TMZ. Is this a semi-retirement for you? Excuse me. I am 100% retired in the Wendy Williams show. And I don't want to be on TV except for guest hosting. Like I love Whoopi Goldberg. I love The View. I love those girls, you know, an hour, you know, two hours, you know, but I don't want to be in partnership, maybe, or maybe not. But I don't know, you know? Yeah, she went on to say, I mean, the the interview is a bit unhinged. I'm a little concerned, but I know that Wendy's still up in there. They asked her how she was feeling and she quipped back better than you. So I know she's still in there. It's just a little unhinged. I'm a bit concerned. And I do not think that this podcast thing is actually going to take off. Just my personal opinion. I just don't know because the consistency I don't think will be there Mm. because Wendy needs to work on Wendy right now. But she did go on to say when your famous podcasts make you more money, being more famous, uh, 
than doing the Wendy Williams show. Like she can make more money doing a podcast. Doing a podcast because she can be unfiltered and do it anywhere and everywhere, you know. She also went on to reveal that with her lymphedema, she showed her foot. You know, she has lymphedema in her ankles and feet and she says that she can only feel about 5% of her of her feet. Um, Whoa. Yeah, it's 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 kind of okay. sad. But, you know, Wendy, we're wishing you the best. At least I am. I'm going to speak for myself. I'm no, wishing you too. the best. You I've know, always she, been a fan of what, like of her work. She's a broadcasting legend, whether you agree with her or not. Yeah. She's like a black woman version of Howard Stern. If you're exactly. a fan of Howard, I guess you're a fan of Wendy as well. But, yeah, that's the T-Report for this hour. Stick around because all you Swifties need to pull up next hour. I got some Taylor Swift news coming up for you. Okay. And next up, we're talking about... A family debate about parents and favoritism, including in a modern family. Yes. Okay, more next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so Shira, the internet as we know it is full of folks who are busy airing out Mm -hmm. dirty laundry and personal grievances. Of course. And I recently came across a video that went viral. Now, we can't play the audio because it's a bit too raggedy and ratchet. But there was an argument that that was afoot between two parents. And so I wanted to kind of talk about like favoritism and also a what would you do scenario. So in this video, there's a mother. She has four children, right, by different fathers. I don't know if all of them are by different fathers, but at least one of them is. The dad shows up with McDonald's, but only for his child. He did not bring McDonald's for all of the children. And so it's kind of sparked an online debate as to who's right, who's wrong. I thought about this uh, in relationship to a trans man that I know who is a father um, and is divorced from his wife. And there are some some spats going yeah. on with that as well. So I thought hard. that this was kind of universal and I wanted to snowball this into other facets of, around favoritism and who's right, who's wrong in your opinion. For this week's Char Says So. This can be uh, complicated because, you know, listen, if someone doesn't have a lot of money, they, they can't necessarily get stuff for like the whole family. Yeah. Right? But I think there's a way to do it so those the others don't feel left out. Yeah. Like whether, hey, we're going to go on a little drive, eat it in the car... You know, but you're like just dropping off. It's like putting it in their face. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so I come from a modern family. I, ha- you know, growing up, it was me and my half sister and my mom's house. And my dad would definitely come and bring me stuff. I think there was a bit of like my, my sister will say I was trying to get her on the phone to talk about it, actually, for the segment. My sister did say she was kind of like felt a bit sometimes left out or jealous. Like I would get I had more options. Yeah. I get stuff for my mom. And then she knew I got some stuff for my dad. My dad did try, though, here like. I do remember him trying, if he brought me something, to bring her something special, too. Got you. Um, maybe it wasn't the same thing. Yeah. Right? But, like, yeah, if he was bringing, like, fast food, would I, if I was yeah. sick, he would definitely, or he would at least ask, does anyone else want anything? Yeah. But Which you, I think is the yeah. courteous thing to do. It I, is. I was sharing that I had a cousin that I grew up with who's, like, a sister to me, and she always had way more money than me. Like, her parents would give her more. She's an only child. I'm the oldest of three. Yeah. So things were divided differently, but I never had any gripe or jealousy. We would go to the mall, and I'd help her pick out. She would have hundreds of dollars, and but she always fed me. So I didn't have to, you know, get from, like, the kitty men you or anything but we're only two years apart in age but she always had the money and I'm talking about the freshest gear the latest CDs everything and I'd just be there along for the ride but because I love and admired her so much and our our personalities gelled I 
I cannot recall a time where I felt envy. I kind of felt like, okay, well, why can't my parents or why are my parents choosing not to do this for me? Yeah. But, you know, to keep in mind, to put things in, in perspective, I have sisters, two other sisters, and they're twins. So that was an adjustment for the family because it's two babies at one time. Yeah, so yeah. it's double the pleasure, no, double yeah, totally. the fun, you know? Now, producer Shelby also has a story <laughs> regarding more so on the favoritism tip. Yeah. yeah. Well, regarding this conversation, I feel like it's not a matter of if they're family, if they're not, because I had like... Mm-hmm. Uh, parents of close friends who would be like we're at the mall take $20 do whatever like they're just so kind and it's really I think just a matter of character and not so much like this is a family member because um, my own father I just graduated um, from college he came out to visit uh, he came out to visit for a whole week um, to it was mostly a vacation for him, less of a celebration for me. And I have a younger half-brother who is eight, and he said, we're going to take him to Disney. No invitation for me to go to Disney. Um, and then I offered, uh, I have a pass to Universal. I was like, how about one day uh, you and my stepmom can go out and have a day, and I'll take him to Universal with me. And then he's like, well, we all want to go. So then that became a whole thing. I ended up canceling, and they were like, well, we'll go anyway. So it's... Very, he is my 100% blood father, and yeah. I didn't even get an invitation. Not even, I'm not even asking for him to pay for my ticket, just a do you want to join us? Yeah, I would have paid for the ticket. I'm not even looking for that. Yeah, so, you want to feel included. Yeah, so it, it's, it's your graduation. Like, damn, dad, I can't go yeah, to Disneyland. Like, what is my <laughs> is my reward for graduating? Like, you coming out here for a week and then not inviting me to things? Yeah, oh, this is always it can get complicated. Like, I do know that between sometimes my mom and my other stepsister there was maybe a bit of feeling my mom's listening she's like the b word <laughs> you know why he's like but like i think also between um you know sisters or like if it's the same yeah. sex like i think when it's like a guy and a girl if you're gonna you know if, yeah. if they identify as that there's not as much of a competition because it's like i like different things mm-hmm. i want i don't care yeah but a lot of times if it's like two girls or a bunch of women, like, it would be, you know, it's a and bit I think more about, of a competition. So she will go out shopping with us and won't necessarily go out shopping with her. Yeah. And that I, becomes I, a thing. I think about one of one of my friends who hit a rough patch when we were uh, in our late teens, early adult. They came and stayed with us for a summer. Like, my mom opened, my, opened the doors of the house to this person because they were struggling and there were some things that they're at home life. But my mom always provided for this person. Like, they didn't have to do anything. And so that was, like, That's my best really friend. Nice. Like, when we went out to eat, if I went out to eat with a group of friends, that person came with me and my mom made sure she gave, because I wasn't working, but she yeah, gave us both beautiful. money. If wow. I needed to go to the mall to get some lip gloss... She would give us both enough money so they could get a tube of lip gloss, that's too. That's really, I mean, that's very giving and nice. So, yeah, I think it's, it's so nuanced and it can be so complicated. And I felt it necessary to bring up this conversation because there's, I feel like there's this, like, perception that queer couples get married and run off into the sunset. And it's like, no, 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 no. This no. happens to everyone. I know plenty of queer couples where it's messy and divorces and sloppy and the children are involved. And then who's supposed to do what? Who's and there's new, is new what? kids then in this scenario. New, new partners. partners. Yeah. yeah. And so people... People deal with this, definitely. It can get weird. Well, that's the Char says so for this week. Shira, what's coming up next? Thank you. Well, what 10 laws are being enacted as of today that impact the LGBTQ community? More next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. There are 10 laws restricting how LGBTQ plus people, particularly youth, are able to participate in school sports or 
spoken about in the classroom, and it's going to take effect today. And here to share more is Brooke Migden, staff writer for Changing America at the Hill. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, happy long weekend, right? It's like it's a Friday (laughs) and this all happens today. Share more. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, so today is July 1st. Um, It's not uncommon to see a lot of laws uh, take effect on this day specifically. Um, But we just had the uh, unfortunate incident of having all of these um, LGBTQ plus laws or anti-LGBTQ plus laws rather taking effect today. Wow. I, yeah, it's, it's a lot going on and it seems like it won't let up anytime soon. Let's discuss mm-hmm. why is there a disproportionate, why are there disproportionate laws aimed at trans women in particular and trans girls, I should say, trans girls versus everyone else in the LGBT community? Why is this such a hot button issue right now? Right. Yeah, I think that's a really important question. Um, A lot of the legislation that we're seeing um, come out of these mostly conservative states aimed at uh, transgender women and girls have to do with uh, sports and competitive athletics. Um, A lot of these bills have names like the Fairness in Women's Sports Act um, or something to that effect. Uh, You know, Conservative legislators love to, um, you know, tout the recent victories of Leah Thomas, who was a former transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania, um, who recently became the first transgender woman to win an NCAA title. Um, But, you know, if we contextualize that, uh, she still she swam a personal best in that meet, which was still about 10 seconds behind the record that was set by Katie Ledecky, who is a cisgender woman. Um, So these arguments are not really grounded in mainstream science or reality. They're just built on um, on kind of a fear of transgender women and and people more generally. Um, Well, yes, as we know, it's unfortunate. We have to report about this every single day. But let's get into some of these bills that are being enacted today. And it seems, according to your article, they are across Alabama, Florida, Indiana, South Dakota, and uh, Tennessee and Utah. Yeah. uh, So most of the bills that we're seeing, uh, or the laws rather now, come into effect today are uh, transgender athlete bans. Um, like I said, that's kind of been a, a mostly conservative talking point um, this uh, legislative year. Um, another set of, or another model legislation that we're seeing um, is something that made headlines for most of the year in Florida, uh, which has become colloquially known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, um, House Bill 1557, otherwise known as the Parental Rights and Education Bill, which uh, prevents primary school educators, so K through three, from addressing um, sexual orientation or gender identity in the classroom. Um, importantly, this bill also affects high school students as well, um, because their teachers aren't um, permitted to bring up either topic in a way that is not, quote, uh, age-appropriate or de- developmentally appropriate uh, for these students. Yeah. And we also saw that in Alabama as well, added as a last-minute amendment to a bill that bans transgender children from using the bathroom that matches their gender identity. 
Yeah, even, you know, with things like that into account, taking that into account and the overturning of Roe v. Wade and, you know, Texas education (laughs) officials just proposed that slavery be replaced with, quote, involuntary relocation, the audacity, (laughs) you know, like in the history book, Shira, involuntary relocation. Okay. Um, Do we see any sign of this slowing down anytime soon? I would say, unfortunately, not. Um, One of the other laws that took effect today was also in Florida, uh, House Bill 7, um, also called the Individual Freedom Act. Uh, And what that does is prevents workplaces and schools from requiring students or employees to take uh, part in any sort of training or lesson that would um, make them feel, quote unquote, guilt or anguish uh, based on their race or, or um, national origin. So no DEI um, trainings, basically, if you don't feel yes, exactly. like it. exactly. Exactly. That is insane. Yeah. It's like, let's do a law of just how to be the biggest a-hole that is to your fellow human. That's well, yeah, I mean, so it, under that, yeah, under that law, um, you know, if I were a participant in the DEA training, let's say I'm a white man, and I feel like I'm being targeted against in the training, I then can take legal action against my employer. It's like switching it. It's like, yeah, you can't tell me. It's the ultimate gaslighting. America's greatest talent. Or sexist. Like, that's actually on you. You're making me feel bad now. I'm going to sue you. Yeah. Right, right. Like, you're discriminating against me now. Oh, the the utmost gaslighting. All right. Well, um, any optimistic things you could share before we leave? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, there, there is some, there's definitely is some optimism out there. Uh, we have a lot of model legislation in the works um, in states working to protect access to things like gender affirming care for transgender youth, um, which has also uh, been a, a really hot button issue uh, over the past couple of months. Um, you know, we saw Alabama have their uh, felony ban on access to gender affirming care. Um, so there are states working to combat legislation like that and actions like that. All right. Well, that was Brooke Migden, staff writer for Changing America at the Hill. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Friday long weekend. It means a lot. Thanks for having me. So what's up next, Char? Well, Shira, coming up next, one word and one word only can boost your mental health. Well, we need can you that, take huh? a guess at what it is? No, we'll, t- we'll talk more yeah, about it. I'll, I'll guess it. after this. You'll find out. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. 
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So as we know, mental health can sometimes get a little tricky. And oh, yeah. so uh, I found a story, and I think that it's quite funny, only because... I do this, and I want to know, well, I want you to guess, what's one word or one shift linguistically that you think could improve your mental health? I am okay. I, you like, I am safe. No. Actually, it is the complete opposite. I am not safe. Well, no, not <laughs> no. that. Not, not, not the no, opposite like, in that way. Uh, no, or you. Or like, yes. Uh, all right, so I, I look at I and you kind of similarly. But they're not, and I'm going to tell you why. Performance oh. coach Steve Magnus, uh-huh. who has worked with top athletes and business executives, found that if you change the grammar in your self-talk, you can boost your mental toughness and resilience by creating what he calls a psychological distance. And so... Oh, so, yeah, so, like, yeah, you are, it's almost like telling yourself. It's like you're a witness of you. Yes, and I think it goes hand in hand with, I know that my therapist has told me, like, you know, what advice would you give a friend in this situation? Or examples in in being kind, because I've been unkind to myself. I've been really, really hard on myself. And because I wouldn't do that to a friend. It's kind of like shifting that perspective. But I know that with my self-talk, oftentimes I say we. Like, I'm like, okay, I'll talk to myself in third person. I don't want you all thinking I'm Looney Tunes. No, I mean... But I will say, Char, we got this. You know, Char, get it together. I talk to myself in that way, but this, even this uh, Steve Magnus, this performance coach, is suggesting that don't even say I and we. It's about you. You. Yeah. That makes sense because a lot of times I've talked about this on the show, um, the uh, child's talk, self-talk, what's it called? Oh, my God. The, uh, the, the self-talk, wounding. Uh, like uh, your, your inner child, child. He, he, yes. like healing your inner child. Yeah. A lot of times if I'm having like anxiety or issues, I almost think of it as similar to you. It's like, you know, your, your baby self. We. Well, your baby self. So a lot of times I will say, what are you trying to tell me? And then. Um, you know, baby Shira, which is like the voice in my head, might go, oh, I'm frustrated and I'm scared. And I go, like, you can do, like, we, or yeah, we could do this, you can do this. Yeah. And like, you're safe and you're okay. And, you know, it's like, that is the you, but I agree. That's an interesting thing from the I and we to you. Yeah. And do it in the mirror. That also helps. And well, yeah, I know that, ugh, child, I've done a lot in the mirror when it comes to, to mental health type things. As far, as far as like trying to get things together, I cried a lot last year. I've made it no secret. I wrote it in my essay for my birthday where I put it, I laid it all out there. Yeah. Um, but I do, I think it's fascinating creating that psychological di- distance between, you know, the task that at hand and how you're going to tackle it. And I'm interested in seeing what the results will be. So I encourage everyone, I guess, moving forward to maybe try this. If you're struggling giving yourself a pep talk with using first pro- first person pronouns, maybe shift it to second and third Ooh, person. I love it. What, to Producer Shelby, do you have anything to add? I was um, thinking about this trend that I've seen online and on TikTok where uh, someone says, like, remember that when you're being oh. mean to yourself, you're being mean to them. And then oh they show God. a photo of them I as know. a child. Um, oh. Oh my God. So I think that's like back to like looking in the mirror or whatever. Like, think about that, too. Like when you're being mean to yourself, you're also being mean to that version of you that would 
probably be proud of where you are. So oh I think about that. I'm like, if I were like 10 and looking at myself yeah. now, I think I'm so cool. So yeah. exactly. and we also would not talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't talk like to that. a child I, like I that. I wouldn't talk to little Char like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I know little Char on an intimate level. And you would say like, you've got this. You're amazing. Oh yeah. my God. You could make your dreams come true. But even with a peer, I would say those oh, things. Totally. While, while also being self-deprecating as hell with myself. <laughs> oh, you totally. know, the I same. can give you a pep talk. The same. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. That was really interesting. Next up, Swifties, stick around. We have some Taylor Swift news for you. Or if you're not Swiftie, like you might want to know about this. Just saying. If if you care. It's Taylor Swift. (laughs) Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Welcome back and stick around for more music here on Channel Q. We've got more show for you. It's Shira and Shar taking over on this Friday show of a beautiful long weekend. And the first Friday of the month. Can you believe that we're already halfway through 2022? I can't believe it. As of today, we have approximately six months until we'll be singing Ong Lang Syne. Wow. For Happy New Year. That's just life. It just goes. It you know it goes quicker and quicker until right when we were know. kids, a year felt like five, right. and now a it's year feels like six months to me. Exactly. So take advantage of every day and just especially have some in a post twenty twenty world. Please, I mean, please in, enjoy your life. And uh, speaking of the state of things, we're going to be talking about the current state of July fourth in thirty minutes. What it all means right now, celebrating independence in America. What all has it always meant, really? Uh, And we might be having a, oh, not that story, uh, Taylor Swift story. Yes. I I was about to talk about Gay Spider-Man. No, Gay Spider-Man, you just killed my tease. That's coming up next hour. Okay, so stick around for that. We got some Taylor Swift news coming up. We got for the Swifties, which I'm sure they already know. Oh, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Uh, A viral video seems to show police in Woodland, California, standing by as 10 Proud Boys try to break into a drag show at Mojo's Lounge and Bar Thursday night. The bar wanted to hold a drag performance to mark the end of Pride Month, but the owner initially canceled it after she found out that anti-LGBTQ groups had begun shooting sharing the event's details on social media. Oh, god! Frightening. So she threw the event anyway. Unfortunately, the Proud Boys showed up, disrupted it. The viral video shows them trying to break into the bar's front door. And the police, what did they do? They just watched. Oh, much like they did in Uvalde. And yeah, and the men left without the police arresting anyone. Of course not. Now, this was just a regular drag show at a regular bar, right? Yeah. See how this all of this stuff is connected and it bleeds into one another? It mm-hmm. started out with, you know, the children and the library books, and now they're, you know, just showing up at just yeah. drag shows just because. And finally, uh, today President Biden Ugh. named 17 recipients of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. It's the highest civilian honor presented to individuals who have made exemplary contributions to the U.S., some of these names include Simone Biles. Oh, yeah. Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. John McCain. Now, will Megan or Cindy be there to get this for him? I mean, Megan Rapinoe, who definitely deserved okay. Denzel Washington. Oh, Capricorn King. There you go. We love Denzel. Among many other great names, of course. We just had yeah. to highlight a few. That's what's turning this hour. Give us a little quick tea. 
Well, uh, Swifties, Taylor Swift is allegedly engaged to Joe Alwyn, her boyfriend, her longtime boyfriend now. Here's a quick little breakdown of their relationship. They allegedly met at the 2016 Met Gala where they showed up separately because at the time Taylor Swift was dating Calvin Harris. Do you all remember that era? I remember that era. Um, But after they broke up, these two were spotted at like a Kings of Leon show like six months later, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They've been very hush hush about their relationship, which I can appreciate. I'm a very private person. We know Taylor has been very, very public. And God forbid anything goes wrong with this. Well, I'm sure we'll hear about it in the next album. But I'm actually really happy for Taylor Swift, despite her getting on my nerves repeatedly throughout the course of her career. I'm, I'm, I like this for her. Yep. I like this for I'm her. I'm very so happy. That's if, very sweet. If the rumors are true, congratulations to Taylor Swift and Mr. Alwyn. Um, and that is the T-Report for this hour. Stick around because next hour, I got some Spidey news for you, some Spider-Man news for you. Okay. Well, next up, the next case is making their way to the Supreme Court and how they could impact gay rights and affirmative action next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. All right. Coming up, the next nine months, justices at the Supreme Court will have to pick some controversial cases around, of course, you know, affirmative action, gay rights. And this comes after their rulings in abortion and gun cases that have divided Americans. So what will this look like and how can this impact all of us? Well, back with us is attorney Paula Canny as we dive in. Welcome back. Thank you. No, it's a a bad time. I mean, it's just mathematics. There are six justices on the court who are horrible. There's just not any other way to to put it if you're, you know... uh, a uh, liberal, I, I'd say. So I think what happened in the last term is predictive of what's going to happen. It's just mathematics. There are nine justices, six are super conservative. There are three liberals, but six to three is always going to beat, you know, no matter what. So yeah. they have enough votes to do a bunch of harm. So how it works is there are like 7,000 cases that are petitioned to the Supreme Court. It takes four justices to vote to accept a case. So they accept basically 100 to 150 cases a year. And they've already agreed to accept cases that challenge, uh, you know, legislation that make it illegal to discriminate on the basis of sexual preference. So they could decide that and say people have a free speech right to discriminate against gay people. They can decide that in admissions, you know, race can't be a factor that can be considered. And it's super complicated. Again, it's just math. And I'm super depressed by the math. Yeah, I it's yeah, it's a lot going on. I what I find it's interesting bad. about this is all every time conversations around affirmative action kind of bubble up, people talk mm-hmm. about, you know, racial equality, racial justice, quotas, preferences, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But there have been multiple studies, as a matter of fact, one as recent as March thirtieth of this year that have shown that white women benefit more from affirmative action programs and policies than any other demographic. So in mm-hmm. What ways will going after 
after affirmative action or attacking it or minimalizing it affect everyone since this is an everyone mm-hmm. issue for the most part? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, so some states make it illegal to, con- uh, to consider race in decision-making as to who's admitted to public universities. So in California, where we live, it is illegal. The University of California system can't consider race at all in determining who's going to be admitted to the school. So I went and looked and thought, oh, my gosh, I wonder what the composition is of the incoming class at Cal Berkeley. And even though race can't be considered as a factor, this incoming class for 2000 and you know, fall of 2022 mm-hmm. is going to be its most diverse class. So it's interesting. There's ways to accomplish diversity short of listing, you know, race as a category to be considered. You know, one can consider socioeconomic, mm. more neutral criteria. But in terms of how it's going to impact us all, I mean, I'm afraid it's going to impact us all super negatively, just like what I think the gun case just decided, you know, expanded gun Mm -hmm. rights, okay, you know, eliminate, you know, federal right to abortion. Well, that's going to impact, you know, huge numbers of people. So I think we're all going to be impacted, and the decisions as to what cases they choose to accept, I mean, that six absolutely has a political mission. It's not about justice. I mean, this is about a political uh, movement. I mean, all you have to do is look at Justice Thomas and his wife. I mean, this is a political thing. So it's sort of shocking. I'd always thought, oh, the Supreme Court's so supreme. But it's, it's in super big disarray. I mean, they still haven't sorted out who leaked... Yeah. The opinion, Justice Scalia, so yeah. you know they're all fighting. You yeah. know that uh, three of them can't stand the other six. And when Ginny Thomas walks in to visit her husband, you know they are the three are all horrified. And even though we should be so excited, Justice Katanji Jackson Brown, finally a black woman on the court, and she has to sit and look at those loser six. Yeah, yeah, it's super traumatic. So unfortunately, we didn't get to these gay rights cases, but I, I'm definitely terrified about that as well. Yeah, but, me too. Um, we need to go, Attorney Paula okay. Canny. Thank you thank so you, much Paula. again. Hope Always to have you back. Well, talking thank you, to you so much. Well, we'll talk again. Oh, okay, yes. you're thank one of you. my faves. Well, <laughs> same. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, next up, should we be celebrating Fourth of July this year? We're talking more about that and alternatives possibly next. Hmm. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. Fourth of July weekend is something that most Americans, nearly all Americans, have traditionally always yeah, celebrated. Of course. But it's always been for different reasons, depending on who you ask. Uh, Shira, mm, I know that you're Canadian, yeah, but the times in which you've celebrated Fourth of July, what has been your reasoning? Has it been for Independence Day? It's more like, oh, this is just a... Uh, good like I love celebrations so I'm like oh, I'm down to have a holiday and bring people together right it was more like kitschy for me mm-hmm. than like thinking about reflecting the, on the reasons yeah why. reflecting on the reasons why 
you know, because I'm not like a patriot in that way, right? Like I'm proud to live here in terms of not, I'm not not proud of the country. I feel like at a certain point, like I am living here. So there needs to be some sort of gratitude, right? Like I'm not just, I could live anywhere, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason why I'm still living here because there's obviously opportunities that it's giving me, Mm -hmm. right? But the fact is it's also a place that I'm not very proud of Mm -hmm. um, right now. But now that I reflect, as I reflect more, I, I, you could say I shouldn't have been proud of it for a long time. Yeah, I will say culturally, and I don't speak for all black Americans, but culturally for the most part, you know, it's hot dog hamburger day. Well, yeah, there that's was always never, what it, yeah. We never took time to observe 1776 oh, and, no. yeah. and, and what it's for with independence, you know, from the British. That is what it's for, right? Independence from the British. I can't remember. There's been so many wars fought at the hands of the United States. Well, this year, there is a push. As I mentioned earlier, there was a tweet that says, you know, America really doesn't deserve a birthday party this year. No, and we should have, give it a funeral. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, a lot of uh, conversation around, you know, given Roe v. Wade and a lot of sociopolitical things, the attacks on trans people. I mean, even post George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, there really has been no real reconciliation with this country. Uh, yes, and a lot of people are talking about you know instead of wearing flag clothing, themed clothing, which is or so red, cheesy to me. By the way, I I'll admit I have done that here and there. Like I have. Isn't that against the Constitution? Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I've seen I've seen some right wingers go up in up in <laughs> arms about that, but they don't mind you know when Pamela Anderson has on an American flag of bikini. Course, yeah. So I've done the red maybe bikini or like oh I'm gonna get like wear those colors in the past. But yeah, a lot of people are thinking about wearing just all black, right? Because it, it is a funeral for what independence in this country means. Well, let me tell you, it's no sense in wearing all black if you're not getting incentivized or activated or donating. Like, don't just be sitting up here playing masterpiece theater. And also, you know, and we, we spoke of this like with Juneteenth, like you know, it's it's a independence for the black community, but then this feeling of like, but not necessarily. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Juneteenth is very specific to Galveston, Texas. Yeah, Galveston, Texas. So, like, what is that date? Is there a new date for everyone that we could all feel proud of? No, because we're all so different. I know that you love the "We Are the World" approach, but unfortunately, that is not how the United States works. So, no, there is no. I didn't even know. By the way, I think today's Canada Day, and I didn't even realize it. Oh, oh, Canada. (laughs) So I want. Hello, Mr. Trudeau. Where's the love there? Hello, Mr. Uh, Trudeau. Someone actually called me this morning. Was like, Happy Canada Day. Like, oh, well, happy Canada Day, Drake. Um, (laughs) Nevertheless, I I'm totally, you know, in support of people just kind of doing what they want for Fourth of July. I think that it is something that no one can really celebrate unless you're a cisgender, able bodied white man who happens to be a Christian and who also has blonde hair and blue eyes. And a gun and a gun and a gun. If you don't fit that very specific criteria, there really is nothing to celebrate. Um, because there are a lot of nuances that, that go into that, especially the more marginalized you go down the food yeah. chain. I think the, the thing a lot of people are just celebrating is the fact that it's a long weekend. We get to chill out on Monday. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'll be doing. Like I said, I'll be mm-hmm. in Malibu at a friend's house, and I'll be hanging out. But I never really celebrated Fourth of July to begin with. It's always just been a three-day weekend for me for the most part. Yeah, so. Because it's hard mm-hmm. to take observance and revere this day knowing, you know, what what, what black people have gone through in this country and have been subjugated and what to. Pe- the, uh, what they continue to go through what the L- LGBTQ community does and now well I always women. remind people you know it's not that far removed both of my parents are products of Jim Crow 
Both of my parents couldn't drink from, uh, had to drink from black only water fountains. So we're not, it's not like, you know, 20 million years ago. Don't let these black and white images fool you. You know, this is very much so the real, real. My father's 70, my mother's 64. They definitely grew up in an era where black people had separate entrances and separate water fountains and separate (laughs) schools. So we're not that far removed. And it's very, it's, it's, it challenges the, like I said, the reverence around that day and reasons why to celebrate. All right. Well, let us know how you're celebrating July 4th. Or if you are. Yeah, and about the future of this day at LGT Shows, where you can find us on social media. But next up, do you let your views get in the way of your familial relationships? This is kind of all tied to even this next, this, well, celebration we talked about, July 4th coming up. It's all about how you deal with people with different opinions from you, and you're stuck in a space together. This always pops up around Thanksgiving, but we're having the conversation today. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, one tight-knit mother-daughter duo is not getting along after the Roe v. Wade decision. It seems like one... I'm sure they're one of millions. One of millions. One is against abortion and the other supporting a woman's right to choose. Here's a moment captured on Good Morning America. Your mom has equated abortion to murder at one point. No? At a certain point, yes. If it's a viable child that could live outside the womb, I'd... Yeah. And why is it so important for you to try to change her mind? I have the right to control my own body, my own life, my own future, my own destiny. Wait, like, and this thing of a viable child outside the womb, no one is, like, getting abortions when it can be, like, a viable child that could live outside the womb. I really do not know why they are trying to keep this alive, saying that, you know, people are doing seven-month abortions. Like It's just not true. It is fundamentally not true. And I'll just never understand. I mean, we've seen these talking points regurgitated all over socials. Y'all do not care. It is about control. If you do not agree with abortion, don't get an abortion. But you do not have the right to tell me what to do with my body. You just simply do not. On top of that, all of these kids all throughout the foster system and no one's adopting them. No, while they're walking around no with resources signs. to support them or families no. that have kids that didn't have the resources. Then they get sent to school. Yes. And then exactly. you gotta hope that the that the shooter doesn't show up. There's <laughs> right. really no regard for children. It's, it's it's a matter of control. And I will never understand women in this country in particular who are so passionate, who are celebrating Roe v. Wade being overturned. Because it's not affecting anyone any type of way. It's the, it should be the mother's choice or the birthing person's choice to do what they want to do with their body. Yeah, and, and of course, this is something that will continue to divide families and I'm sure friends, right? Yeah. As this pops up, we already had a lot of issues at the dinner table. Now let's add just another one. Yeah, I mean, and it shouldn't divide people. It really shouldn't because this is the land of the free, allegedly, with an asterisk. They say it's the land of the free, but terms and conditions may apply. Um, (laughs) Because I just fundamentally, I do not understand. Like, I am not invested in what you're doing with your life, Shira, because you have the right to personal autonomy and self-determination. It has nothing to do with me. As long as you are not harming another person, you have your rights. Which is amazing because the whole incest rape thing it's like why is the victim now in a place that like they are now at a burden right they are being burdened versus the person who committed this crime 
Wait, what right? do you mean? Like the fact that you need to carry a child of your out of incest or rape. Like why yeah, don't we focus Missouri, on the person yeah. that did the illegal activity? Missouri right? you should is be really, charged and put behind bars. I think Missouri has one of the toughest laws where there is no wiggle yeah, room when it comes to that. But what do you think is going to happen now with these family relations and moments know. like this where the mother daughter are at odds with each other? I don't know. Some people still haven't patched up. There are a lot of people who lost friends as a result of the 2016 uh, election. I know I unfriended a few people. Also, um, oh well, the whole Black Lives Matter movement too. Yeah, there's um, tons of there's tons of things that are dividing and now, people. And now trans rights. I yeah. mean, I, and if anything, it's, it's like very I'm not happy we're in a polarized space, but I, I, it does show people's true colors. And then you could, unfortunately, you see like, oh, this is why that person like I don't want to be aligned with this person. No. This is not worth it. Producer Shelby. Yeah, I wanted to pose the question. Um, aside from friends, when it comes to family, are y'all types to just cut ties with someone who doesn't um, hold the same views as you? I um, I cut ties up saying, like, we're never going to talk again. Mm-hmm. I, I put it out clear what I think. And I give it. I throw them the information that they need. And most of the times... They stay away from me. Well, the thing is, I mean, people, <laughs> you know what I mean? people like, have their minds made away. up. And I'm not in the in the business of convincing people working oh, yeah, and working too. for free. Um, but yes, I, I will cut. So if I think that it is something that it's is extremely yeah. harmful, mm-hmm. that is harming people, I don't understand. I struggle wrapping my brain around why you're so invested in this. Oh, yeah, why true. you are so committed to this idea that's hurting people. And why? And it has nothing to do with you. So yes, I will and, cut them off because if you'll do it to them, you'll likely do it to me. I, yeah, I've recently started. I'm not a blocker, but I've started blocking people that yeah. were in my feed and and people that have really come out to be really horrible terrible in terms people. Of their, uh, what they were posting. Anyway, let us know what you think. Again, these are hot topics right now. Real life at LGT show. More top of the hour news next, including some great news for Californians. After this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Now coming up on the show this hour, the 10 anti-LGBTQ laws coming into play today across the U.S., as well as how cardiovascular disease could impact, you know, all of us, plus the LGBTQ plus community in particular. So definitely stick around for that in 30 minutes. And guess what? We've got also some more music coming up here on Channel Q. So stick around. Let's hang out together on this Friday. Oh, yes. Uh, and Shar is here. That's the voice of Shar and me, Shira. Mm-hmm. We've been having fun, hanging out here. The show has gone by very quickly. First Friday of July. Yes, love it. You keep reminding me uh, you keep, by saying that that I need to pay my rent. So thank Girl, you. Girl, me too. I should just keep doing it during the break and I keep forgetting. Girl, right. me too. Let's get into some what's trending this hour. California became the first state to guarantee free health care for all low-income immigrants living in the country illegally. And it's a move that's going to provide coverage to an additional 764,000 people at an eventual cost of $2.7 billion a year. Governor Gavin Newsom also signed another budget that pledges to make all low-income adults eligible for the state's Medicaid program by 2024, regardless of their immigration status. Uh, this is pretty huge, and it's a victory for many healthcare and immigration activists who have been asking for this for more than a mm-hmm. decade. So pretty great stuff. Good move on Newsom. Now, New York would require people applying for a handgun license to turn over a list of their social media accounts so officials could verify their character and conduct under a bill headed towards passage in the state legislature. I love this, but then, like, what if they just give the wrong account? I was just about to say. Why don't you do your own, like, you could, you have to do your own research. 
right? Well, no, like, come they're, on. They're not going to do that, and then they can't, like, creep on people and trace IP addresses. But it's so easy. Do you know how yeah, many exactly. people out here have multiple accounts? I know. It's so and that's why they sneak around on the 4chan and 8chan and all of whatever that's called, no, the dark web. Like, people have multiple lives that they live out here. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> if employers can do it, you know, when, they, when people look at talent and analyze talent, mm-hmm. you know they're looking at their social media, and they could go deep. So whatever those entertainment companies are using to analyze us talent, throw it to the authority. I, I doubt that that's going to happen. They just keep throwing out these nice ideas, but there's there's nothing that's going to be done, unfortunately. Um, yeah, uh, there's also some other... And what if you don't have social media? Exactly. There's also other requirements. Applicants would have to show that they have the essential character, temperament, and judgment necessary to be entrusted with a weapon and to use it only in a manner that does not endanger oneself and others. Um, Child, please. You know, Did you know that there was someone just shot and killed in a subway? Oh, yeah, a subway restaurant. Oh, over, so you meant the subway. No, yeah. a subway oh, restaurant yeah. because there was too much mayo um, on his sandwich. And he shot and killed a 26-year-old I woman. Know, we, we talked about that this week. It's really sad. It's, ugh. Yeah, here's the thing. It's like you, there should be a mental health professional. They could also probably, you know. You know what? I want to steer away from this com- that conversation uh-huh. because statistically people who suffer from mental health are oftentimes on the receiving end of violence. Mm. And these people, it's not a mental illness typically. It's just a hatred. Well, you're also a It's an ignorance. I look at ignorance and hatred as being a sociopath. Well, I mean, it does definitely has different and lack avenues. of empathy or narcissist. Yes, it definitely. I I don't take away from that. However, I think leaning this gun argument and resting it solely in a mental health, like the mental health, couching it in but that, should, just is like, a bit disingenuous. No, it should be one thing that you either like. They have someone you. I don't know. Because these to, people ain't mental. Mm, but yeah. There's something there that's also I want them to get like uh, to show their mental health to if they can have a gun. Oh, for sure. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Finally, Biden has apparently cut a deal with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to nominate an anti-abortion lawyer to a federal judgeship in eastern Kentucky, a state where Republican legislators are currently fighting in federal court to implement a trigger ban. The terms of the deal are that Biden will appoint uh, Chad Meredith, a conservative former solicitor general of Kentucky, who defended a state law to close Kentucky's last remaining abortion clinic in exchange for McConnell's promise not to block future federal nominations from Biden for the rest of the year. We're going to have to talk about this more next week, I think, because this is like an interesting twist, I guess. Um, You know, yeah, you could see how politics works in this moment. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, you know, there's a a rumor circulating on social media about a gay Spider-Man that's basically being announced and people are really looking forward to it. It's called Hunter Spider, Huntsman Spider. Have you heard of this? No. Well, after years of speculation and fan theories, the announcement of a new gay Spider-Man has people on the web, you know, rejoicing. The character makes his friend of Dorothy debut as Web Weaver, a gay fashion designer fighting crime in a McQueen-inspired lash-laden super suit, which, of course, has stirred up conversation on the Internet about how, you know, there are different types of gay men. And there's not one gay character that can represent all gay men. So he should lean fearlessly into his femme identity and it could because it's central to who he is. Now, what I thought was interesting is Variety uh, reported back in 2015 that Spider-Man contractually is to be straight and white. (laughs) It was a leaked document. What? Contractually uh, out of Sony or Marvel Studios at any time while there if there's any type of Spider-Man coming 
A leaked document in 2015 stated contractually he has to be straight and white. This is according to leaked documents. Like oh I said, God. Variety reported back in 2015. But you know what? People still have their fingers crossed about a gay Spider-Man. Listen, I'm here for it. You know, Spider-Man, we could have any type of gay character. And I, Peter Parker, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Peter was parking. If you know what I mean, you know, throwing so, his Peter in different places, throwing his Peter in different parkers. <laughs> Parkers. So, yeah. And I should mention Andrew Garfield once famously wanted Michael B. Jordan to be um, the Spider-Man. And to, yeah, that would have been hot. Tom Holland said, of course, Spider-Man could be gay. Marissa Tomel even suggested that maybe one day Aunt May could have a girlfriend. So it sounds like the uh, the the cast is pretty, you know, LG well queer friendly. Yeah. So we will we will see, but uh, I want to revisit that leaked document back in 2015 because wow, what that is something that should be noted. That is something very pointed to put in a contract. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> well, next up, what anti-LGBTQ laws are coming into play today? More next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. Well, we're wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yes Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, Queen. And I'm so excited because this Yes Queen goes out to the UK's first all-black, all-female mm. Shakespeare company. Beautiful. And they want to transform theater. It's the Mawet Theater Company. And uh, they are. it's comprised of black and black mixed-race women, founded by actors Maisie Bodden, Gabrielle Brooks, Danielle Cazarate, and Jade Samuels. It aims to examine how women of the African diaspora are represented in classical texts and reframe them for audiences that find them alienating by drawing out themes that continue to resonate. Wow. So that is our yes. I can't wait to see what uh, what what unfolds from this. That's our yes queen. Well, yeah. yeah. Yes, queen. <laughs> and be sure to check out their YouTube channel where you can see all of this. Yeah. Mawa's It's uh, the YouTube Mawa channel, Theater Company. Yeah. M A W A. Show them stuff. some love. Yes. Something to binge watch this weekend and support. And that does it for our show today. And as well as our Yes Queen, of course. We're Yes, yes Queening to the long weekend. Yes, Queen. Thanks again to Shara for joining me in the studio as my lovely co-host thanks today. Thanks for having me. And thanks to producer Shelby for kicking ass this week. Yeehaw. <laughs> As always. That's a new thing. That's I know. What, it's y'all do your sign-offs and everything. It's all like I love, love and it. light and slay yes. and I'm just going to be yeehaw. I love that. I, I mean, that it. says a lot. Thanks to all of you for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate you. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. We are sending you love and light. And I love us for real. See you next week. Bye. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.